listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. It's time to roll my sleeves up, fuck a few MCs up, another rough cut from the crew that won't ease up. The alcoholic click, aka the forty downers, flip rhymes, flip rhymes like Calvin flip fries a quarter pounders. I never drink when drive cause I might spill my drink. I felt the breathalyzer, so they took me to the clink. Niggas early in the sink, cause they can't fake the Cisco from the old school, but I never rocked the disco. Loot from the groups like they likes to smack the bitches. The licks is hitting honkies like a gangster hitting switches. Front to the back and the side to the side and you can dance with these bitches but no electric slide and i'm about to flip but first i'm about to sip off the 40 ounce of brew that i was saving for the trip back to the lab because all i do is bang cuts and i hang around my crew like a dick hang with nuts hey welcome to the black guy with his podcast your host rod and and we are live on a sunday morning and the email went out in time so we have a crowd in the in the chat (laughs) unlike yesterday the emails the email told everybody we was we was actually recording at 3 a.m yeah everybody got people sent me emails like uh are y'all live right now at 2 30 in the morning i'm like no so uh but i guess they know that now uh you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic search the black guy who tips leave us five star reviews the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport it's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme now i don't put that past us but this time it was not true uh that we recorded three in the morning right <laughs> uh this podcast is sponsored by shadow doll productions maker of youtube comedy web series book crushers this week we went in on river world and logan's run please be sure to comment as that is especially useful for the algorithm i will put the link in the show notes for everybody and uh if you're listening to it on your mobile device click on it give it a click give it a thumbs up you know help them out um all right it's time to get into the show i do have a few random thoughts before we get into the show okay um guys i have something to confess you guys have been listening to the show for a long time but i thought i would tell y'all so it would come from me and even karen doesn't know this yet but oh. it's me i've been a nigger fish the whole time i have been nigger fishing y'all for my whole life i'm actually underneath this a white woman from sweden and uh i'm sorry you know i did i just needed the instagram uh likes and i got addicted to the followers on twitter and mm-hmm. um my real name is susan and Mm-mm. now y'all know the truth um ain't none of that true well if it's not if i'm not a white woman from sweden then why do i get so many e- emails from pinterest hmm? I, I don't know you ask your mom and daddy that then they black um they also nigger fish we're we are a school of nigger fish just floating in the nigger ocean Mm-mm. um Mm-mm. I, I i actually unsubscribed from a pinterest email list i guess you could say i just wasn't pinterested all right next um sometimes uh well like this is something y'all can do for fun if you guys want to do it i think it's fun when i go to a new place or i don't know people at a place sometimes i like to run up on people frantically and start screaming at them and i just yell like what year is it what year is this oh my god please tell me i made it in time and you just run off to the next person before they can answer um it makes it seem like you're a time traveler you know that's what they do in those movies insane 
you might get shot okay all right well never mind that idea um uh, i watched the shape of water and uh y'all were right she fucked that fish that was i thought maybe y'all were over exaggerating joking with that i didn't seen it but i believed it when they said it yeah well you know how niggas do on the internet they constantly over hyping some shit but she absolutely did fuck that fucking fish chopped the fish cakes to smithereens absolutely did it chopped hers sorry if that's a spoiler but it's been out for two years i think so feel like it's okay to talk about it um i actually didn't mind the movie as much as people who hate the movie seem to mind it it it, it was kind of like a impossible white woman movie you know white woman stars her love is a, is enough to overcome everything type of movie but they just did it with a fish um the thing that kind of bothered me though uh well there was a couple things honestly one of them was the fucking fish could heal itself from bullets but it kept letting this motherfucker whoop his ass the whole movie that didn't make any sense like why wouldn't it just whoop that nigga's ass halfway through the film i can't believe it took could it not come out the water or something it was it was, it could come out the water it was on it got shot on yeah i know i saw the movie you you, oh, you didn't see it no that's why i'm asking. just telling you okay uh, it, it that's a huge plot hole that shit healed up from like one second i mean unless getting some pussy is the healing <laughs> thing i don't understand why the fuck it didn't just get make itself free in the first half of doesn't, the movie doesn't that temporary heal everything till you go back to normal i don't know and then the other thing was um there's a black woman in there who is a, a magical negro um you know just one of those characters that exists to only edify the white woman the white main protagonist you know existence and she had like a no account husband named earl i believe or something that she was always complaining about and honestly i would watch a shape of water reboot or sequel where the black woman got to fuck the fish and then she left her no account husband for a life under the sea i would rather see that movie mm. that movie would be a better movie than this white lady uh fucking this fish man so uh yeah gonna take her to atlantis i don't know uh they just kind of ended with them floating off in the sea together so um i i don't why i don't know the movie is all right uh espn fantasy football app was cool until uh it started doing too many notifications and now the notifications are getting too desperate yes it's like um ain't any about your players no more yeah bling or you're like oh shit what happens my score updated wait it's a thursday it's a tuesday it's a wednesday there's no fucking need to update my score i don't have nobody playing tonight right is is it telling me somebody got injured is it telling me my player got cut you know i'm sure a lot of people got kareem hunt cut cut in the uh, middle of the week but no it didn't say that it says shit like check out our list for the top 100 fantasy badminton players right now yes exclusively on espn fantasy like what nobody wants to play that mm-hmm. nobody gives a fuck espn we ranked the bottom 17 right ice hockey players of all time like what <laughs> they are the best uh nba all-star teams of all time but i'm, I'm playing fantasy football right that's all i signed up for i didn't sign up for none of the shit check out the bullet ball extreme challenge right coming to you like i don't it's anyway it's too many know. updates but like it's tiger woods back what does it got to do with fantasy football just tell me what my fantasy team is doing and that's it keep it keep it simple um i don't know if i said this on the show or not but i think thanksgiving 
is actually a holiday started by a big turkey to sell their turkey overstock i you know what Uh uh-huh yeah um i really think and uh uh that uh most holidays particularly like thanksgiving and christmas the ones that are surrounded around food i really do think it was just to get us to buy and purchase food all that other stuff people argue about not that it's irrelevant but the actual holiday itself is surrounded around buying shit that's why you got black friday the day after black friday and people going like stores want you to in the stores now it's online so they want you to purchase everything online now black friday is like the whole month of november now um and it's about getting people to buy dressing turkey all the traditional stuff i know this year we did a non-traditional um thanksgiving and i talked to your mom about it i liked it i'm not even gonna lie i loved it i don't know i had to clean up when nobody stressed out i don't know if it's something about you just getting old you're like fuck it uh i enjoyed it and i wouldn't mind doing it again next year i'm not even gonna lie yeah i just feel like like you know how jesus wasn't really born in december and but motherfuckers had overstocking their stores and it's like how do we get rid of this shit for the end of the year um we should just probably make up christmas and make it a thing and then they start selling shit because you know jesus will want you to celebrate his birthday with materialism um i feel like that you know like like all the stuff is so like all the stuff is because someone somewhere was like we got to figure out a way look there's way too many turkeys and Mm -hmm. turkeys are not delicious and they're not juicy like chickens there is no chicken holiday because why you don't need a chicken holiday chicken is hot every day of the week like you sunday to monday tuesday all the days of the week we celebrate we can celebrate with some bojangles or some popeyes or some uh churches or something like people can celebrate with some level of fried chicken but nobody celebrates turkey no one orders turkey unless it's thanksgiving like you go to a restaurant they probably just have frozen turkey back in the back freezer that is just constantly sitting there waiting mm-hmm. for somebody to come pick it up yeah most of these holidays a lot of these made up holidays that you know everybody's been created almost every day is a quote-unquote holiday nowadays related to something a lot of it is literally behind big business like these holidays now like not what they were but what they've turned into is i think even what they were that's what i'm saying i uh, think the inception okay okay not, yes, I, yes I, that I makes sense because yeah. companies and corporations they're about that money and i'm pretty sure they are into um manipulating the general public yeah and, i'm not even pushing these things out and i'm not even saying corporations just the people that sell turkeys like you know i'm saying big turkey tm but I'm, i mean back in the day it's probably just some farmers right it's like and man we not- got all these fucking turkeys and nobody's buying these shits like i mean I'm, I'm running out of chickens you know these fucking pigs can't can't keep a pig these motherfucking turkeys though good grief man when are we gonna sell some turkeys you know i hey half off turkeys nope okay all right and then i think they get to thanksgiving and i would bet that the first thanksgiving because see somebody told me on twitter it's like right that doesn't make sense because how would the pilgrims even know all that when it was time for first thanksgiving and i had to tell them that the way history works the first thanksgiving wasn't actually called the first thanksgiving you dumbass that's the story duh that's the fucking story they made up like they made up i'm one i doubt it's true but then two that's the story to give you the sale for the chickens that's what advertising does it creates a story i was watching the ad the other day and it was an ad for the special olympics and it was about this kid who uh, i think maybe had like maybe down syndrome or something 
and you watch them sit on the sideline and not get picked and not get to play sports and people not treat them good and then you see them like participate in the special olympics and then you see them participating in just regular sports with other kids at by the end it was only about 30 seconds and i cried i was like oh my god it was like everyone gets to play or something like that i was like mm-hmm. yes that is what the fuck we need like why we need that spirit that's what sports is about that's what basketball should be about that's a, not really sports not about that i mean you look at professional level of sports they're not just letting anybody go out there with them and shit but Mm-mm. the point is here's a, a situation where it's a it's an ad right it is an ad and it made me feel a certain way that's my point the first thanksgiving story is a fucking advertisement it's an ad before we had tv it's an ad before we had newspapers it's, it's just an ad to tell you to give you a certain feeling of thankfulness like those native americans those indigenous people they gave those pilgrims some food and those pilgrims were so thankful they would have died those good and those and you know why the story is the way that the story is because they were selling turkeys to white people right right to everyone to anyone who's not white that is a horror story come on it's like and then y'all killed them <laughs> right then y'all killed them y'all came to their land they seen y'all dying had mercy upon y'all and show and taught y'all how to tilt the land and grow shit and y'all was like you know what thank you die that's not and i'm not far from that i'm i'm sure if we go back to the trace the origins of thanksgiving it's kind of like my christmas addicts conspiracy theory my origin of thanksgiving i'm sure it was just somebody being like there's 300 turkeys here and i i'm gonna throw them all away if we don't fucking sell them by the end of the week i'm throwing them all away and it's like you know what we need we need to think we need a turkey day let's call it turkey day it's like too obvious right <laughs> and i was like we gotta be snazzy and the thing is like you was like you was talking about how to begin it a lot of it was passed down by word of mouth so i guarantee you the original story was changed over the years you know because it was told verbally right so um yeah mel says i swear i may be the only person who hates turkey no you're not Mm-mm. everybody hates turkey that's why the fuck we gotta have a thanksgiving that's the problem they don't sell them any other time of the year nobody likes turkey that's the bullshit that's like that's why it had to be a holiday there's no day that we do this there's not like cornish hand day because people love cornish hands they're delicious yes we do you know what i mean like there's only the thanksgiving for turkey day it's it's, yeah. it's such a fucking setup yeah most people overcook them anyway it's rare that you get a turkey that somebody actually really cooked this isn't dry it doesn't even matter it doesn't it literally doesn't matter turkeys you they found ways to make turkeys delicious with 500 years of experimenting or whatever the fuck <laughs> like it took a couple of centuries but now we it's like well now that we've had thanksgiving for 200 years um have anybody tried frying this motherfucker because uh you know put a beer can in it like everybody put a beer up the butt yeah everybody find a way to make it good but i'm just saying the whole it started from just selling dry ass turkeys all right let's Agreed. move on uh given tuesday was last week um and just as a reminder it's been a week so this tuesday will be uh when you gonna pay me back tuesday um so make sure y'all celebrate that as well i want to see the same intensity keep that same energy on uh give me my money tuesday all right uh every impossible white man movie has a part where the main character has to heal themselves with some household supplies of course i forgot to put that into my impossible white man manifesto but Mm um i was watching uh die hard i finally finished watching it the bruce willis version from 2018 i bought it on voodoo and watched it um a tremendous tremendous racist movie tremendous of course um 
now i wish they had gone fully there with the racism not really a fan of this half-ass racism of 2018 i know uh my man josh homer watched it he was very insulted that i was bad I, I i hear what he's saying but i was more insulted that he wasn't killing more black people in chicago um he only killed like two or three black people in chicago and then most of the other people he killed was white people and not a fan of that i like my death wish old school okay i like it when oh, he's getting everybody he's just out there killing nothing but black and brown people and it's obvious that this is some type of white man gun fantasy mm-hmm. um but at any rate uh at one point he like gets shot and he has to heal himself with like a sewing needle some thread and so you know how it is like some alcohol like they always have like uh like if i get shot i'm just gonna die that's true that's true oh and, and i'm just thinking about yeah you said die hard you meant death wish i meant death wish okay, okay. sorry about that oh guys. no problem yeah i finished watching death wish uh it's terrible like it's a terrible movie morally but i love the impossible white man movie genre um so i was cool with it i, I knew what i was getting into it's basically the punisher without the the punisher with less morals almost um but yeah it's like they always have this moment in every one of these movies where it's like i gotta heal myself i just need some gauze and some duct tape and some a a bottle of gin you know it's like how like (laughs) that isn't that is not enough to stitch a stab wound to your heart but apparently in a movie it works every time you know just the will to live of an impossible white man will keep him alive that and he can take the gunpowder from a bullet and then tell the match to his skin and cauterize a bullet wound to his neck and it's like that's not all that would just kill you all of it right uh <laughs> stuff be fucking unsanitary and shit we taking regular ass tape and putting it over you were like you, you you know that that would not work right right it's like they come stumbling in the house bleeding falling down everywhere like ooh, ooh, and then you're like damn this nigga gonna die but I'm, it's 30 minutes left in the movie and he ain't killed the bad guy right, yet i'm gonna take some kleenex right <laughs> take some wrapping paper give me a fishing hook and some silly string and i'm gonna make something happen like come you on. would like that's what i would love a movie where they where the cops just walk into a house and it's a dude that's bled to death all over the place and the cops are like wow johnson come look at this it looks like this guy came in the house tried to heal himself with scotch tape and play-doh uh no wonder he died i I mean you can't why didn't he just call the police yet he would have lived i mean just this is like a very bad stitching job here where he tried to take a shoestring and some (laughs) and some pliers and it just this was stupid lost a lot of unnecessary skin now yeah he definitely would have got an infection i I don't know what he was thinking and then he i think he poured boom farm all over himself just what the hell was going on here i don't know wasting alcohol um what if general motors is the same concept as general so or colonel sanders have y'all ever thought about that did i just blow your mind i know so they all selling food no not selling food but <laughs> colonel sanders is a person general so is a person you know made up or not and then general motors i you know most people oh, I, just most people just think general motors means general 
you know motors is in the physical motors mm. but what if it's a dude out there and his last name is motors I and he owns that is. company and he was a general in the army general motors sell, that's why he sell your shit and then there's his homie general electric you know him Come on. i'm just saying think about it guys they call me ge for short uh <laughs> last thing uh this isn't my joke i just thought this i need to tell people this because i saw it on the daily show and not enough of you watch it uh trevor noah said sweet caroline was an old negro spiritual for white people on the daily show ah they love that song and i have been laughing ever since i still remember the first time i heard this song it was I after know i nothing made about that song until we met your white friends it was that's what i was gonna say it was it was after i made white friends i had never heard that song before in my fucking life oh. i went like 25 years on this earth having never heard that sweet caroline song ever anywhere and then one day i was in a bar and like ohio state scored and er not just the white people i was with i wasn't in ohio state bar i just want y'all to understand i was in charlotte north carolina every white person in that bitch broke out like knew that song sweet caroline Caroline. i was was looking around i was i was the only one who didn't know it they was looking at me like i can't believe you don't know this song i was looking at them like i can't believe y'all all know it (laughs) right right this shit ain't in a hymnal no like and y'all like turn me what page is it on i'll i'll try to sing along like that they fucking love that song man god they that's they shit um i said you got a cute okay for something i never heard it oh uh i I mean what's is it sweet caroline i guess the name name. i'll try to search for it real quick hold on but um but yeah i just i don't know if other black people had the same experience as me where i mean i guess if you grew up around white people and you went to their sporting events and shit but i had never been to like <coughs> a college football game that wasn't a black college football game you know uh so for me it was it was no big deals you know this is that shit Yeah. I don't feel like they don't start with this part they when they score a touchdown. They start with the chorus. But then I know it's gross. Skip it forward. Touching me. Touching you. Caroline. Ba, ba, ba. So good, so good, so good. That's their shit. That's their part right there. They love that. So good, so good. They be screaming at each other's faces and shit. So good. I know at the top of their lungs, you be looking like, what is happening? Right? Beard sloshing everywhere and shit. God, that's they, like, that is they shit. Like somebody said, like if they're around us and nuck if you butt, come on, we confuse them too. They be like, right. what is happening? Why is everybody nucking and bucking? Right. Like I imagine that's the only thing that makes sense. So good, so good, so good. I've been crying. So I don't know. Yeah, that's that jam. It'll confuse you. Hell be flying everywhere. You'd be like, what is happening? Beers everywhere yeah and i didn't know it was a fucking thing man Mm -hmm. that's that's the part that trips me out 
like you said i can i guess it's a mat i mean white people aren't normally in our spaces by mm-hmm. themselves like that right. they don't fuck with us but i'd imagine it's similar to like i just came out to the trap brunch because they had excellent sales on mimosas <laughs> come on I, I i just wanted my egg benedict i didn't realize i was gonna be knucking and bucking over my uh shrimp and grits every negro in here knows this song i don't yeah, understand I, I just wanted some raspberry french toast i did not realize <laughs> that all of a sudden everybody in the room was just going to stand up and start twerking wow. over the mimosas i am so confused even the waitresses um we're like all of a sudden it was just booties clapping everywhere i did not know how to respond i didn't want to be insensitive i guess it's day nuck if you buck for real i guess i never thought about that way all right let's get to the news there's a lot of stuff happening in the news guys uh we can start anywhere uh jay-z says arbitrator panel in a trademarking case is too white to be fair too white to be fair is a great album title um <laughs> too white to be fair with too like too legit to quit but with, with too white to be fair um but yeah he um believes that minority uh jay-z believes that minority business owners should be able to select panelists and arbitration from a group that reflects the diverse population and because american arbitration association provides zero black panelists jay-z is asking the court to delay arbitration with clothing company iconics until uh the american arbitration association provides a larger selection of black arbitrators that shit matters Mm -hmm. that shit matters here's the thing i like about it uh and this is one of those things that people don't really think about or consider a lot um i like that this essentially will open up more employment opportunities for black arbitrators yes because you know they fucking there but they never get those positions yep uh the case is filed in manhattan supreme court is against the clothing company iconics who fought jay-z's hashtag rockerwear brand uh back in 2007 to delay an impending arbitration over trademark infringement claims related to his rock nation baseball cap line iconics and carter have been having a legal battle since last year first with iconics suing over a hat deal with major league baseball that would interfere with their licensing agreement now they filed an arbitration proceeding against carter demanding financial information carter's attorney believes it's a litigation tactic however according to the suit when jay-z reviewed the members of the aaa he was confronted with the stark reality he could not identify a single african-american arbitrator on the large and complex cases roster uh composed of hundreds of arbitrators that had the background and experience to preside over the arbitration the association was able to identify three black arbitrators but one was unavailable jay-z said that the aaa's lack of african-american arbitrators came as a surprise to carter in part because aaa's advertising touted, touted its diversity come on without diversity black litigants like jay-z aren't granted equal protection under the laws he says in the court docs he added the token number of african-americans violates public policy yeah they put us on the brochure but when it came time to like okay so where are the negroes nothing isn't that interesting um also in carter news 
but I, anyway shout out to jay-z because i mean he said a long time ago truthfully i'd rather be like talib kwali um and he said something like i want to rhyme like common sense but i sold five mil and i ain't been rhyming like common sense it's interesting uh because i think a lot of people always use that to knock him like you could be a conscious rapper and you decided not to be and you know i get that that's a knock you know if, if that you know but that dude really grew into this like consciousness you know we can give all the credit to beyonce if y'all are inclined to do that um not saying you can or whatever but um he made a a turn at some point when he felt established and was like i'm going to talk about race i'm going to talk about politics i'm going to talk about a bunch of shit yeah and ain't nothing you can do because now i got money yeah like i don't know if you heard that song what's free Mm -mm. Uh, that's on meek mills uh new album championships uh but jay-z was talking about the donald trump on there and a little bit of kanye too let me see if i can find this part wait well hold on, hold on no this is i'm about to say version. i'm about to say mm-mm. you know we don't do mm-mm. edited versions here at the black we don't tips. do it for the children nope nope mm-mm. never yeah I, I, I can't even believe they would play me like that come on we, we got the head i'm, like, I'm actually mm-mm. disgusted right now niggas and bitches and whores we want it all unfiltered i'm really disgusted with you uh spotify turn off the safe features you really disrespecting me Stay up, I know these times ain't true. Real life was free. In the land of the free where the blacks enslave. Three fifths of a man, I believe's the phrase. I'm fifty percent of Ducey and it's dead free, yeah. Hundred percent of Ace of Spade worth half a beat. Uh. Rock Nation, half of that, that's my piece. Hundred percent of title to bust it up with my cheese. Uh smokes my niggas won't ever work together. You run a checker, but they never give you leverage. You know, one thing I gotta say too, uh, cause he's talking about ownership of his shit and you know the obviously three-fifths of a man black you know the racism that this country's founded upon what point do people get to where folks decide that them getting money is somehow destructive to blackness while we root for other people to get money like what point is the the cutoff for when you decide this person is no longer somebody that can talk about having money as being uh something that is either freeing or aspirational or inspirational like because jay-z's story of being a kid born in the marcy projects to um becoming a mogul who's actually politically conscious and gives back and does lend his platform to spread messages and shit that seems to me like something that's kind of admirable but at some point people decide like it's really not you know what i mean um and it seems kind of arbitrary to me because you know um and we've seen critiques of beyonce as a quote-unquote capitalist uh before but that woman is once she earned every dollar she gives she employs and empowers many black people she uses her platform to speak on behalf of many of us who don't have a platform or the voice to even approach what she can do um and she kind of stays out of the fray of everything and i'm glad that people like her and jay-z have a thick skin and the shit doesn't bother them or get to them or they don't let us know if it does but at what point because we go from like you know pay 
black women or uh hit the cash app or you know i'm happy to see so-and-so getting on this is what's up to like just a magical number where we like stop rapping about being rich nigga and it's like but they not like that is their life and part of what they're doing is saying like you know um this like the even with this opulence i still care about my people even with this opulence i'm still a black person you know i love watch the throne because of that message from jay-z which was being rich is is dope as fuck the problem is white people still racist and i'm up here and ain't no other black people with me i'm in the i'm in their 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 museums and there's no black women in their museums it's all white women and you're telling me this is what beauty is you know i still remember that line put some colored girls in in the moma half these guys ain't got nothing on uh walona don't make me bring thelma in it you know like he like he was like he don't make me bring selma in it i think i think that was it or maybe it's don't make me bring thelma in it bring and then he said penelope uh and then he said, back to my fiance anyway all this shit to say like why the fuck do white people get to decide what's beautiful you know what i mean why do white people get to do so it's not like he you know uh he raps about having this cocaine colored car that he's driving in and he ducks his head down when he sees the police because they don't want to see a nigger driving a car that nice even overseas in this nice place where he's got this nice he's not protected and so he's kind of been rapping about this race shit for a while now he's kind of been more and i get some of the earlier critiques in his career but i don't know it feels like people often flip because he names like a fucking designer brand and go see this nigga ain't shit and i'm like i don't know he's saying some real shit yeah you're right it's arbitrary and a lot of times that boils back down to a lot of niggas think that when you talk about black shit you got to be broke like a lot of people have that philosophy and i don't know where that philosophy came from and why niggas think that you can fight for justice forever and have no money and make no money and just do it out of your fucking heart and just be broke and poor and die and that's just how it's supposed to be because you're supposed to fucking do it for the love of the people period knowing that's not the world we fucking function in right um and it's unrealistic but it's okay for you to get your money though it's okay for you to demand more it's it's, it's okay for you to quote-unquote pursue the bag and that's, that's the thing we cheer for people to pursue the bag but once they get the bag and they actually multiply the bag and make the bag bigger and actually help other people get their bags too it becomes a problem because i don't know what the arbitrary number is but a lot of niggas feel and, and the thing is once you make niggas feel like they broke once you start rapping and talking about shit that they can't quote unquote relate to all of a sudden they feel like you you've separated yourselves from them and you've been accepted into whiteness and that boils down to some of the stuff you talked about before how a lot of people will turn on you before you can turn on them Mm. they feel like hey before you turn on me and and things like that like, i stopped liking them right just in case they get ready to say some new black shit right and i guess but see it's just weird to me because j and b didn't do that then but that's not the you point know. It's, it's 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 just hey you're making money you're right. going up you're getting better and a lot of people uh put money with whiteness they feel like if you got money you it, it, it just equals whiteness to a lot of people and it's just weird because like then why would you ever root for anybody to get anything it's just weird that there's a line for a lot of people like yeah because i see the people when they're on their way up like with cardi on their way up everybody's like get your money tiffany haddish get your money i love get your coins sis 
then she does like an ad for like lowry season and so motherfuckers like all money ain't good money sis and it's like what 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 happened between you loving her to you hating her it's just so arbitrary and a lot and truth be told a lot of it is jealousy everybody looking at everybody else and as long if it's not them they're gonna hate on it it's like a subsection of people that feels like if it ain't me making that money or my crew making that money i'm gonna have a problem with it i gotta tell you how it's wrong i gotta tell you how it's not just if you're not giving to the organizations that i think you should give you're not mm. you know if i'm not benefiting off your pocket or i don't see a dime of it or 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 you know and things like that is like a lot of people just get in their feelings because it's a some for some people it's a form of jealousy it's a form of envy you know about trying to get that money because you know when they're making that money you you don't hear these same complaints when they trying to go after that bag you don't hear these same complaints you only hear the complaints about people who's quote unquote they feel like their pockets are bigger than theirs but truth be told just because you see these numbers don't mean they're making all this money because well, even money if they, my thing is even if they are making all the money right i just don't understand the problem because motherfuckers root for them to get the money in the first place right that the, the the people that's complain the people that's complaining the problem is within them the problem is not with the person making the money because this is how the society runs the root of the problem is them whatever is inside of them causes them to react like this which has nothing to do with the person making the money all right back to the song though because he has some bars coming up no red hat don't michael and prince me and yay they separate i'm oh, sorry that's actually the line that starts no red hat all right ever work together you run a checker but they never give you leverage no red hat don't michael and prince me and yay they separate you when you got michael and prince's dna uh i ain't one of these house niggas you bought my house like a resort my house bigger than yours my spot come on man my route better of course we started without food in our mouth they gave us pork and pig intestines shit you discarded that we ingested we made the project away you came back reinvested and gentrified it took niggas since the pride now how that's free and them people stole the soul and hit niggas with 360s i ain't got a billion streams got a billion dollars inflating numbers like we po be happy about this we was praising billboard but we were young now i look at billboard like is you dumb to this day, Grandma afraid what I might say. They gonna have to kill me, Grandmama. I'm not their slave. <laughs> Check out the bazaar. Rapping style used by me. The HOV, look at my hair free. Carefree. Niggas ain't nair free. Enjoy your chains. What's your employer name with the hairpiece? How the hood can no shotgun rob me? My account's so good, I'm practically living tax free. Factory, that's me. Sold drugs, got away, scot free. That's a C, C, E, copy. Kill free, steal me, and expect me to not feel away. To this day, you would say, y'all kill me. Sucker free, no shucking me. I don't job turkey. Say happy Thanksgiving shit, sound like a murder to me. Smoke free, all of y'all calling out toll free. Label rob you for millions, yet you wanna put a hole in me. Sugar free, season, but I'm soft free. You lay a hand on hold my shooter, shoot for free. I promise World War Three. Send an order through a hands free. Kill you in 24 hours or shorter, you can't ignore the hand speed. On guard, it's off the head, this improv, but it's no comedy. Son, I fell. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I had to finish letting it run. That's all the bars. But um, a lot of people were saying like it's a diss to Yay when he said the part about the red hat. Don't Michael and Prince me and Yay. Um, but they try to divide you when you got Michael and Prince DNA. But his whole point was like you can't divide me and you, uh, Kanye uh, because we're black. Um, 
like we still you know we still cool so don't try to play us against each other that's cool but then the next couple of lines is basically like about donald trump saying how donald trump um house ain't bigger than his his spouse ain't and he cut it off uh <laughs> it's like my house better than yours my spouse but come on man <laughs> anyway uh but he also talks about how he got like i'm not one of these house niggas you bought and i'm kind of like uh like i feel like it's kind of hard to diss trump even with those bars in front of it and make it seem like you not kind of dissing kanye it's i think yay gonna still take it personal you know people were saying like what's really more about trump i feel you but i feel like it's gonna be pretty that's a pretty that's a pretty hard tightrope to walk with a guy like kanye and hope he don't get offended yeah yeah because just out of his history and things like that and also uh kind of going back to some of the other things when the movie was talking about um Mm -hmm. how people feel about people making money yeah a lot of times in my opinion people hide their jealousy and their envy and they'll use these as a form of critique because a lot of people use critiques to hide their real feelings about a lot of things um so a lot of times people go well no i'm just critiquing well and somebody about from chat room i agree mm-hmm. now we'll cheer them going to get the bag they get the bag we'll criticize them let something happen they lose that money we'll cheer for them to go get the bag again mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense yes yeah it just feels weird and ugly to be honest and i think it really comes from a fact that we don't see there's a point where we stop seeing celebrities as human and even when they're i think maybe it even starts when you're first rooting for them like when you're rooting for cardi b to get off of love and hip-hop get rich and be a fashion icon and all this shit and she continues to do it at some point you start turning on her because i think familiarity breeds contempt and we get more and more familiar with these people and we start seeing their shortcomings we start seeing they're not perfect we start seeing when they say something that's fucked up we start seeing when they make a mistake we start seeing uh you know all all the flaws in people and we don't really you can you don't know these people so you can never love them as a human like you love your friends or you love somebody you know or family member we'll never see them as somebody's family member somebody's human being um an example of this uh funky dineva is got in hot water because they went on um queen supreme court.com i guess look at jay-z and beyonce you know jay-z ugly than a motherfucker beyonce fine as fuck blue ivory ugly too oh here she go wide as a step here she go hold on hold on hold on Half of y'all, half of y'all in here sitting next to a homegirl with an ugly daughter. Bitch, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do that. Now here's the. So I think like this, like calling Blue Ivy ugly. Um, and of course, you know, people like hopped in, uh, in Funky Dineva's mentions and all that shit. Um, but it just seemed kind of interesting because that comes when you just fucking don't see a person as a person correct you, you, you know what you, i mean you strip people of their of their humanity and, and and the thing is when i root for people i root for them and i and i and it does not mean they don't fuck up it does not mean they beyond critique it does it doesn't mean any of that but yeah you can call uh that baby ugly when you don't have anything quote-unquote invested and you look at blue ivy as as a superstar and you don't look at look at blue ivy as a child yeah so i don't know it's just kind of 
I, I think all that stuff's connected is what i'm saying yeah. i know it might seem like these are three different topics but i think it's all connected like you just stop seeing people as people yeah you know and i even think jay-z's desire to not be divided from kanye comes from the fact that he knows kanye is a person and that is a person he's met in real life and that's his friend and label mate and the guy that literally called him his big brother at one point and whatever kanye is going through it's easy for us to sit at home and be like fuck that nigga he ain't shit and jay-z and beyonce probably hate him and blah blah blah. and then in real life it's like there's a desire to still be friends because regardless of whatever yay is going through that is their friendship correct so uh speaking of cardi b avn awards set cardi b as the first woman to give a musical performance Mm. that fits the adult entertainment expo the avn awards is uh adult like video news awards Mm -hmm. um uh yo that's right up cardi's alley i'm surprised no one they've never had a woman perform there before right the other thing is that cardi is um cardi is like the kind of she's in the kind of lane where she can do this mm-hmm. you know as a former stripper uh as somebody that's you know pretty sex positive um and you know they must have paid whatever the asking price was which you know i'm sure was a did. lot um that's kind of dope you know that I, I like that's the thing i like about cardi is that they can reach out to her and she wouldn't be like this is beneath me now i'm not gonna win any more grammys or i'm scared that this is gonna fuck with my reputation because there's a lot of people that we call like sex positive and stuff and they probably would not have shown up to this because of how it looks and i love that she's the type of person to be like yeah i want to do that fuck it so yeah uh, and this is a i'll look side this is the way to get black folks to actually watch this fucking award show mm-hmm you know, uh, because the award show itself, they have their problems too within the industry. We talked to Sarah J and other people, and they're like, hey, y'all need to get more diverse and y'all need to, mm-hmm. you know, up your game because, you know, you have people of all colors, all, you know, sexualities and shit in here, and they're not being um, rewarded for their work in this industry. It would really be nice if uh, to see somebody call them out for that. That would be funny. Like, it's funny because, you know, we think of it as like, well, they're porn awards, but essentially, I mean, racism is racism and black uh-huh. people getting shut out at the porn awards like avn so white as well so it yes, would be it interesting is. to see if somebody ever like calls them out for that at their event um big frida opens up about um uh coming out to her mother and also working with beyonce on formation here's the thing that i want to bring up from this the the the, the big part speaking of beyonce remember how people went in on beyonce at the formation for having big frida voice in the video but not having big frida in the video right um well it turns out that they might have jumped like a really good spirit i am very comfortable with yourself i am when did you come out i came out about 12 years old to my mom and um one day i had a birthday party and i was like all of my friends there, so I'm gonna tell my mom today that this is who I am. And when I told her, she said, "Mom already know, baby." Okay. <laughs> she already knew. That was my backbone, baby. She she was my protector. She carried me. She taught me class and to be who I am and not be afraid. She she was my rock. Sounds like if it wasn't for your mother having the spirit that she had. There would be no big Frida. Definitely. They also talked about 
beyonce's um uh formation video that's not that's in the note the clip uh yeah yeah well i'll just read it um during the episode the backseat heat blah, 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 blah. uh yeah so she asked about i'm not worried about being in no video she told wendy williams in the new segment but they did call about doing the video but i was on tour it was shot in new and it was shot in new orleans so i missed it mystery fucking song a lot of people wrote a lot of think pieces yes they did a lot of, and you know what i saw this week zero no apologies zero apologies zero i was wrong zero i jumped the gun zero my bad beyonce zero that's the shit i be talking about when i'm talking about this like the credibility and the outrage shit on the internet you have to be careful because a lot of these niggas have no credibility they never go back and clean up shit it's just mess 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 wake up angry as fuck about something blaming everybody and then when you turn around and be like okay so that turned out to not be what you said it was or there was more than one way to look at the thing you brought up it's no accountability nothing it's all to just stir up some shit they just already done they already done moved on to like well all right then never mind but yeah that is interesting that the truth was not uh which i don't know why people tried to make it into like it has to be that beyonce just didn't give a fuck about this artist like that's not really beyonce's aesthetic in the first place you know so many things get sling at slings and arrows get thrown against her that just don't fall you know fall off because she's very meticulous and typically has thought of everything remember when people accused her of stealing footage from the for the formation video mm-hmm. and it turns out like all the contracts are signed everything is on the up and up right and you didn't own your shit so you need to talk to them people baby right like it's just that kind of shit so but you never see that people clean up and go back i was wrong about that my bad y'all you know um doctors warn women against putting wasp nests in their vaginas karen stop okay i'm not doing that's enough of you women and this wasp nest vagina shit i've told you for years this is a terrible practice and you need to let it go okay nobody's trying to deal with you and, and and all that ridiculousness over there you wash whole wash vagina people stop okay good god y'all make me sick i don't know what's wrong with you it's not healthy and it's not working whatever you think is gonna happen this is not gonna happen okay i don't know i guess they think they're gonna be the queen bees <laughs> Some of you, there must be a beyonce thing um I yeah i mean yeah mm-hmm. yeah Wasp's nest, yeah queen bees yeah they're they cousins well uh women are being warned to to against the trend of putting wasp nests in their vaginas to tighten and rejuvenate their vagina some online retailers have been selling oak galls which are nests that house wasp eggs uh before they hatch and they tout them as a natural way of cleaning female genitals before they hat mm-hmm. what happens if you wait too long they fucking hatch mm-hmm. stop it right now this is stupid <laughs> this is absolutely ridiculous stop it right now oh, she went back stupid. on twice <laughs> this is absolutely ridiculous get get out of here we are adults and this is ridiculous hit the crap 
yep the products are probably being crushed into a paste and applied topically so there you go it's not actual all right the uh with one listing on etsy which has now been removed claiming it can improve a woman's sex life they're also being advertised as helping to heal episiotomy cuts uh rejuvenate the uterine wall and clean out the vagina at the childbirth clean out the vagina at the childbirth you, the body is do people not know that women's body naturally cleans itself like y'all know the vagina is a self-cleaning mechanism like it, it actually can it actually cleans itself like on its own with no help at all from us it's just like you know what I, i'm cleaning myself today they also warned that it can burn a word mm-hmm. something to get wolf shit in it burns uh um now gynecologist jen gunter <clears throat> is warning women not to get sucked in by the new trend and branding it dangerous saying the practice is using drying agents to tighten the vagina drying the vaginal mucosa increases the risk of abrasions during sex not good and destroys the protective mucus mucus layer which is not good um it could also wreak havoc with the good bacteria this dangerous practice with real potential harm here's a pro tip if something burns when you apply it to the vagina it's generally bad for your vagina um so yep good luck out there you you wasp cream using ladies the doctor is not cool with it how you gonna explain that to your doctor i mean because the thing is you throwing the ph balance off you you know like you say it throws off your 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 your, probably your good yeast so you increase the chance of yeast infections how do you explain this to your doctor i'm putting wasp cream on my vagina they ain't gonna know what to do with that that ain't been tested Mm, that's true uh mark lamont hill got fired by cnn just kidding guys i'm just kidding he actually got fired for something that was fucked up that uh i just don't understand how you get fired for this but i mean i guess i do understand how you get fired for this but damn that that shit happened fast he um was given a speech at the un and he made comments about israel's treatment of the palestinian people uh and he got fired like i mean literally i saw on twitter when he was like trying to explain how what exactly he meant and why it was not anti-semitic and nobody gave a fuck in the in the the offices of the people who make the decisions they didn't give a fuck they were like yo ass gotta go now cnn has done some cowardly shit in the past i mean soledad o'brien i think it was msnbc that fired the dude who basically made a sarcastic comment about like roman polanski and 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 basically being like something to the extent of like uh not yeah like roman polanski and um what was that dude that ran for governor whatever and he was like a full ass roy moore he made he made like a comment about that and people tried to be like he's making jokes about pedophiles and it's like the joke quote unquote is y'all motherfuckers need to stop protecting pedophiles and y'all are really about to fire this man over this but these news companies they will fire people um very reactionarily Mm -hmm. uh so in this case um he made he did it had a 21 minute speech and he called for a free palestine from the river to the sea which he said on twitter was not meant to be an attack on jewish people 
i support palestinian freedom i support palestinian self-determination i'm deeply critical of israeli policy and practice he said on twitter i do not support anti-semitism killing jewish people or any other things attributed to my speech i have spent my life fighting these things during the speech hill said that palestinians are deprived israeli citizenship because they are not jewish it is clear that any freedoms naturally endowed to all human beings are actively being stripped away from the palestinians through israel's statecraft hill has hosted television shows for bet news and is a former fox news contributor in the late september pro-trump contributor jason miller left the network to focus on clearing his name and fighting false defamatory accusations being made against in the lawsuit i don't know why they brought that last part up but um yeah i'll say this much man um this is one of the reasons a lot of people are scared to talk about this shit uh in addition to not necessarily knowing all the ins and outs but mark lamont hill is a person that claims to know all the ins and outs so it's kind of surprising that um it's kind of surprising that people then said he wants to basically kill all the jews and shit you know um the thing that i thought was interesting here um when this happened is and i was telling karen this in a car yesterday i was like it's kind of weird because we typically think of like conservatives one way but this is also true of people that are liberal commentators and stuff mm-hmm. mark lamont hill's kind of a fire starter right he kind of says things that are inflammatory they get him attention and i mean that's why he's on tv that's why he gets you know i still remember he went to that concert and big boy called him a bitch and he made like it was he was tweeting shit about big boy and then i guess big boy read it and called him a bitch from the stage and then he said some like my daughter was here and tried to make it like super serious and it's like well you were talking shit about this dude on the public internet anyone could see it you came to his concert he called you out and you don't get to then be like but my daughter like he don't know your daughter was there and what your daughter doing at a big boy concert anyway or whatever like you know but it was just kind of that like ego of it where it's just like dude you don't see how that's beyond your beyond big boy scope and beyond your control and maybe don't talk shit um if you're worried that if you don't think the person can't use their platform to talk shit right back to you you know um so it's kind of interesting that you know and he you know and of course the jill stein shit and the um you know like he like he's kind of a fire starter and he goes away but in the in the industry that's the kind of hustle that gets rewarded as well you know it's the, it's the reason that he's a commentator at the fucking united nations giving the speech and he's also the host of basketball wise reunion because you just gotta stay hustling you just keep swimming you just keep swimming um so i don't know it's just kind of um it's kind of one of those things where like i can see how he ends up in another situation where you know the he gets an inflammatory response for his comments because it's kind of his thing but i don't i just don't think um i just think it's weird that cnn and his universe like temple university spokesperson came out and was like yeah we talking about firing him and i had to convince them not to but he will have to make up for this so, and i'm like but like maybe it's just my liberal circle but everybody says that that's kind of what's happening so is it just nobody can talk about it you know is it just are people purposely taking it out of context is you know is there too much of of influence within his industry 
from jewish people that you can't even like say some shit like this because you about to get you about to lose everything i don't know like i it's kind of interesting that you know everybody has to have these like really parsed out perfectly said things that sound kind of milk toast because whenever you see people like really advocate hard for palestinians like this something bad happened to them you know so i don't know but yeah um apparently i remember the big boy shit under he, he tweeted under 3000 came out with a platinum blonde wig and jacket that says ninjas kill me love this cat this is one of the dopest hip-hop sets i've heard in years outcast is murking this show um he also said uh so big boy is doing his solo set now this is where the homie at bomani jones turns up and i check my email so it's basically you know live tweeting a little bit of a diss then big boy just called me a bitch on stage wow i'm guessing this is about my tweet he said i actually was just clowning my homie because we had a debate about which outcast member was better at at big boy uh i've been an outcast both of them fans since 94 he tweeted was teasing my homie had no disrespect intended for big boy i see how that tweet sounded and i get i was wrong for that but that stage shit was so od my kid was there uh my kid was there or not at big boy i guess whether my kid was there anyway i'm not gonna say anything else about it real stuff happening in this world mistakes and miscommunications happen just surprised me yeah he's kind of inflammatory you know shit could have happened to anybody but not everybody would turn around and be like i can't believe you did that in front of my daughter like you said something like if anything you gotta laugh it off like uh i gotta remember that anyone can read these tweets yeah and it's one of those things where he was like oh we're gonna be public let's be public then yeah so uh at any rate man good luck uh to him um i'm sure he'll find a gig or something soon oh, but because yeah, nobody gets canceled i don't know anything about those type of things you know i'm not educated in that some people are it's I, weird I, I because i be. it's weird because i feel like it's part one we're never taught any of this shit in school Mm-mm. period i don't know what like i don't even know what school you have to go to to learn about this that's right. how real it is and how weird it is like it's not in any of my history class i've learned learned about the palestinian israeli conflict um like a lot of the politicians who talk about it are very much either pro-israel fuck palestine or they do the like we need a two-state solution and there's kind of like both sides got a point i don't like you know so i don't even know that we most americans um and then you get the black americans i don't think we're really equipped to contribute to that conversation on a deep meaningful level Mm -mm. uh just in general you have to specifically want to know that information you have to read up on it you know and news articles and shit depends on the source you know who you follow on twitter depends on who you follow on twitter like it's not as clear cut to a lot of people as they as they think and then when you get this type of reactionary response that essentially got him this dude got fired within a few hours it's hard for people to then be like oh okay i see the clear division of what can can and can't be said about this you know so i think people are scared to talk about it and that behooves whoever are the people that are getting away with uh oppressing folks because anytime you can't talk about a topic that that the it's like an abusive situation if you don't talk about abuse what well, abuser is winning right you know so i don't you know i i feel like we're purposely being gaslit to not talk about this shit and to not learn and to not know because he's a part mark lamont hill is a person that claims to know and look what happened to him so even he didn't necessarily know the line of what was going to get him fired or not 
um all right let's get into some other stuff um that was kind of fucking with black people in a way um i'm trying to see if i got any other ones that i feel like talking about let's see yeah 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 we do a couple fucking with black people's um let's piss these black people off we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game we go all around the globe we find different articles make us feel fuck with them we assign points scores from zero to 100 intervals of 25 today's contestants everybody all right let's see who's fucking with us today uh kid rock was replaced as a grand marshal in a nashville christmas parade by the man who uh stopped that shooting at waffle house good yep yep he was replaced as grand marshal in nashville's christmas parade following an appearance on fox and friends friday where he called joy behar a bitch oh that was the line mm-hmm. brian lewis the attorney for steve smith kid rock's business partner told variety friday that rock would still attend the parade even though james shaw jr the nashville man who wrestled a rifle from a gunman in a local waffle house in late april was appointed as his replacement his my best analogy is it'll be a standoff at high noon lewis said what What does that mean anyway kid rock uh whose real name is robert james ritchie made headlines friday when he called behar the slur in a live appearance on fox and friends broadcast from nashville where he took aim at complaints of political correctness and racism god forbid you say anything a little bit wrong you're racist homophobic islamophobic people need to calm down get a little less politically correct and i would say love everybody kid rock said except i'd say screw that joy behar bitch everybody but that he later apologized for the language not the sentiment the fact that this dude is allowed to just cook is so wild to me come on i mean it's the epitome of nobody gets canceled like who even is a fan of him now he's a guy who raps and is racist like who supports that you know um it's also interesting too that none of his racist shit was too far for the nashville people to not let him be the parade the grand marshal by the way grand marshal kid rock if you told me that's friends by itself i'd be like in the kkk oh 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 right oh grand oh that's grand wizard my bad uh uh but yeah um zero to 100 karen uh zero yeah i would give uh zero uh for him not no nah, i give it still like 25 because i'm surprised his racism not surprised but i'm mad his racism got to cook and then they got rid of him because he called joy behar a bitch you know what agreed uh a zero because i'm like hey uh the uh, uh the brother got to, to, yeah. to do it but yeah for the fact that that was the line yeah behar co-host of the view responded by saying this bitch and these bitches would be happy to have you on the show and have a beer yeah tv because at the end of the day joy behar get to respond that way because you still kind of you know gotta you're still working mm-hmm. uh diamond and silk land weekly fox nation series ah shit now y'all ready for y'all coonery of the week every week diamond and silk gets five minutes for commentary on fox news and streaming platform fox nation five whole minutes dog 
the sisters known as lynette hardaway diamond and rochelle richardson silk are vloggers bloggers and public speakers known for their viral videos in support of president trump what are they gonna do when trump is done oh they're not gonna have mm, nothing i'm just saying like who are they gonna move over to the next republican like yeah they've been voicing their opinions daily about media bias and politics from their home in north carolina oh god god and came to prominence during the rise of trump 2016 crispy and crack have proven to be have cultivated a significant fan base and we are thrilled to have them be a part of fox nation i know henny and coke will be coming to your life <laughs> we 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 cannot wait to join the best nation fox fox nation said malt and liquor in their own statement we have so much to share with all of you on this exclusive platform and can't wait to get started uh fox nation will cost 5.99 a month and it launches on tuesday who the fuck is gonna pay 5.99 oh that's a real statement yeah that was a real statement yes Mm mm-hmm Ooh, lord paying for that clown show somebody like that's what i find amazing how much do you have to hate black people to pay for that you got to hate us Ooh, ah, the ghetto the ghetto the ghetto anyway uh i guess 100 i, I guess they're kind of like a permanent 100 yes they are they're gonna be on that cooning all deliciously oh lord child i tell you i hope their wig budget go up you know they gonna have the same wig budget they ain't getting much of that 5.99 a month i know that much and five cent opinion in the com. opinion black men invited sam white out to the cookout and they're to blame for him taking up space Ooh, Ooh, the wokes love their spaces they love that taking up space and we need to have safe spaces and we gotta have too much space and out of space they love space um yeah karen i said the same thing you said which is who right who is sam whiteout sam whiteout white is what happens when you bring a caucasian to the cookout and they forget they are guests at your house this week the self-proclaimed white ally has faced backlash. okay he's a white man backlash on social media for announcing that he got published in an academic journal discussing wokeness black panther drake shonda rhimes and a lot of other black topics he shouldn't be giving an expert opinion on the article's oddly titled popularizing popularizing wokeness and published in the prestigious harvard kennedy school journal of african-american public policy the five-page article was essentially the china teapot calling the glass of milk white as the link between wokeness and profit becomes more clear right white rights uh say that five times fast right white wait white rights there we go we will face more and more attempts to capitalize off this trend without actually being woke or doing any good at all oh no you don't say according to white twitter's post aaron francis a black harvard student and writer for the publication invited him to contribute his lackluster piece to this issue neil oh they got neil carter on here aaron francis who was a black man and the editor of harvard kennedy school journal invited sam white out as a guest to reframe this as 
a bad witch argument is an extremely accurate projection so oh terrain walker oh wow Ter- terrain walker said don't be mad at sam white white out be mad at yourselves for creating him in the first place y'all be on here ready to bust it open offer your firstborn to any chad who echoes woke talking points or dances somewhat on beat it's pathetic oh yeah that's definitely a shot at black women and in this case as neil points out in his tweet these were black men that invited this dude to talk about black shit <sighs> niggas love trying to be like black women is out here fucking these white niggas um why would black scholars at harvard let a white boy attempt to explain wokeness in that intellectual tribe to their intellectual trial here's a quick bet white rose to prominence through his proximity to blackness as a member of the black fraternity kappa alpha psi damn he was so uh i did not know he was a capital this week to this weekend to this i didn't even know who this nigga i'm gonna be honest i don't know anything about this nigga nope not a thing i was readily surprised by how many black people seem to intimately know this dude um but i think it's just the way my shit is set up i don't want to like come at black people who have provided this dude uh uh platform or who feel like he it's important that he talk about race and shit because maybe some people will listen to this white dude that won't listen to us i I get that whole point of view and i really don't follow him enough to know what his gaffes are and and how he fucked up but i guarantee he's fucked up because white people especially white men have a lot of privilege and there is no white person that anyone is going to get universal agreement on them being able to quote unquote speak on the topic of blackness period now i'm not saying that that then means we should not have white people speaking on it. i feel like i'm i feel quite the opposite actually i think white people do need to be speaking and teaching and educating and taking shit they learn from us and telling their other white folks mm-hmm. i i don't have that conflict uh within me of well i don't want these white people to then turn around and like either make money doing this or i don't want them to turn around and get bigger platforms by doing this i actually do want them to do it i would love to get to a point one day in the world where black people are no longer burdened or feel burdened with educating the world about our existence right and where we have to go in these spaces quote unquote and get abused by these motherfuckers because it's thankless work for the most part yes it is you know they, they they hate you for teaching them and they make you feel horrible about it and you're always under attack and if you are making money doing it they they vilify you for that if you're not making money doing it then they call you a broke ass nigga that you might be keeping it real but you broke you know right. like it's just designed it's a it's a big ass setup it's a america is a big ass setup when it comes to teaching about racism so i don't mind when white people step in and do this shit i kind of prefer that they do it i would love to never have to feel like i have to tell white people about my experience uh again yeah yeah, and that has a lot to do with why particularly as black people get older i know i'm to the point now where i'm like i don't have to explain a motherfucking thing to you when shit happened like if i don't feel like it it is not my obligation nor is it or nor is it a mandate <laughs> that i educate you i don't have to and it's one of those things where um i understand it's a thankless job and like you're saying if anybody going to get that abuse it's not going to be me because the older you get you've been through that everybody goes through those phases where they feel like they got to explain or, or, or a lot of black people have been through those phases where they feel like they got to explain or they got to justify or you know i got to come out and speak 
you know about these things but once you get to a certain age shit go down you're like um you know what i don't have to answer that question and you can't make me it's also weird like the internal conflict of the misogyny black men feel towards black women comes in on all this shit Mm -hmm. you know like because everybody i don't know terrain walker or whatever and maybe he maybe he doesn't have a lot of followers or maybe he didn't get a lot of retweets on that i don't know uh i'll try to go and find out um but he does have a check mark so you know that 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 probably means he does have some level of influence on twitter possibly mm-hmm. um but why would you blame black women for that oh we blame for everything right you, but only misogyny right like it's no there's no concrete example of like black women propped up sam white at, and that's why he's the problem you know oh i'm blocked from following him so i must uh, you know he must be a fuck nigga it's really no other reason that could have happened um so yeah like it's so i guarantee you that that's some level of like massage noir as they put it like that's some level of like specific hatred of black women to try to attribute this to black women you know you could have just as easily um uh said major point without trying to make it a black woman point but then to make it so even worse the capitals aren't black women the harvard whatever review african those aren't black women so now you literally taking what black men have done saying you're annoyed by saying white out and then being like black women did this like why are you contributing to this bullshit because you don't like women a lot of nobody ever thinks they have a problem with women but everybody has a problem with women even women have problem with women so it's just one of those things where particularly in these situations nobody wants to stand up be accountable and responsible for their own actions within their own groups everybody wants to all particularly uh a lot of black men want to always blame black women even for their own behavior like as a black man you can fuck up and you will always go down not everybody but some of them will always go down and it's always some goddamn excuse my mama my sister my cousin there's some woman somewhere that calls you your grown ass 40 something year old man who should who, who should have got to the point where you mature but obviously you haven't you will find a way to fucking blame a woman because at the end of the day it's about blaming women yeah and so um he's trying to make the argument that black women retweet him and that's how he got his viral platform even though black men invited this dude in and and gave him the code the quote unquote cosign um so it's just wow um i personally know knew white several years ago while attending the university of pennsylvania white a graduate of villanova joined the citywide delta at a chapter of the fraternity that largely included penn students his white sisters at delta he rose to prominence after he went viral for doing a shimmy a popular kappa dance ritual at a black greek function after that he was literally invited to dozens of events nationwide simply for being the white guy with swag the concept of being the white guy with swag is nothing new that position was once held by bill clinton robin thick justin timberlake countless others who had a little more rhythm and groove than the rest of their white counterparts i witnessed the same phenomenon happening right before my very eyes on my college campus black frat guys are using whites popularities as a main attraction to promote their parties and mixers it was almost like a spectacle to see that fly white guy shimmy in the front of a crowd of people impressed that he could emulate that their black magic right in front of them any conversations about white privilege began to erupt uh as conversations about white privilege began to erupt white decided to take his instant stardom to the next level by transforming to an online social media activist he pretty much used his basic understanding of racism to say the same things black folks say about racism every day but because he was white he got more traction and airplay yeah that's the part to me that I, i'm like that's 
they that's what's gonna happen mm-hmm. that, that that's just what's gonna happen I, I don't know i wonder when people are gonna stop blaming the individual white person and look at the entire the system. system and by system i'm not talking about white people Mm-mm. like white supremacy is a hell of a drug we contribute to that shit when we big up like the cookout joke on this show is specifically about how we will because it's impossible to police that shit so mm-hmm. you know i get like i've given up on it and i think most people should give up on it because i think it's silly but yeah. um how we are the ones who really do big up these people the same way we talk about jay-z and beyonce a lot of people root for these woke quote-unquote white people to blow up and then when they blow up they turn on them because along the way when white people talk about race whether they're educated or not whether they listen to us or not there's only two possible outcomes one they will make mistakes and i guess or both because both of these happen at the same time but one they will make mistakes okay that's just gonna happen two if they don't make mistakes they will just be accused of copying black people there is no win here there is no there is there's always going to be a level of annoyance which is why our show doesn't really do that like you don't see us have segments where like let's play this this listen to this white person they get it this white person oh what a cool white person like we just make a joke out of it ellen pompeo plays that we it's like oh yeah well that's good for her and she also had said some some fucked up shit in the past yep that's what they do welcome to the cookout it's a joke to us Mm -hmm. i'd rather her say it than not say it obviously i'd rather her say it and then then uh say something racist or say the opposite i i I guarantee fucking that but i'm a pragmatist at this point i don't really see these as aspirational people glad they do the i am glad considering the state of the world like i don't live a charmed life i'm absolutely glad when anyone uses their privilege to out to speak for someone else to speak for someone who will not be spoken for or to speak to uplift people who have not been seen to bring up causes that people think why would you care about that you don't have to care about that i love that shit i do is it's the best love that shit but at the end of the day it's gonna always be annoying always because they're talking about something they don't experience and people are listening to them because they haven't experienced the thing and they're giving them an extra credit because they haven't experienced the thing and the thing the thing of it is if you are a what i consider to be a good human being all of us should have some level of this at some point by which i mean if you're a cishet and you're speaking about well these are issues that affect trans people and this is why we as a society need to get better you are sam white you are ellen pompeo you are taylor swift in that instance you don't experience those things you don't actually know you don't know it but you're gonna fuck up and you're gonna make a mistake and you're gonna say the wrong thing at some point and you're gonna fuck and you you know and if you have a platform and your platform is doing well or people are listening to you that won't listen to trans people or they won't listen to gay people or they won't listen to uh uh people trying to immigrate to this country you are doing the same thing and i am glad for it i'm not saying you should be ashamed or what why didn't you do it differently i want people to do this essentially yeah we live in a world where in a perfect in a perfect world we would listen to the source all the time 
in a perfect world the only time we would want to hear about immigration and border protection would be from someone trying to immigrate to this country being like these are the hurdles this is what i'm running from Mm -hmm. this is where i'm going to this is why i need to go here this i don't understand why you are vilifying me and criminalizing me in a perfect world that would happen we don't live in a perfect world in our world we throw those people in cages we separate them from the children and then we go shut the fuck up so then it is oh the onus then becomes on the next ladder the next rung on the ladder or the next person over the next whoever is seeing this and goes this is not just that the onus becomes on them that is part of the fucking equation you know it's the beauty of of humanity at its highest form in my opinion you know now there's gonna be some corruption within it because like i said it's there's this double standard we see a white person say something we don't think they need to say and we go wow let me share this video let me put it on my facebook you know i still remember john stewart getting all these props for talking about you know black people shit and he just do the barest of like you know this is fucked up and people would be like wow john stewart let me share this let it go viral trevor noah do the same thing nah it's not going viral why he's black he don't have he has to think about philando castile in a lot of people's minds come on even though he's not from america they still go yeah well he's black i don't need to share that but may a listen to john stewart if john stewart cries about philando castile now see that's a video i need to share so there's this definitely double standard that is here but i find it odd that people find that it's just a white thing or it's just a sam white out thing i asked uh somebody on my facebook page we were talking about it and you know same thing i'm not trying to debate you i'm trying to understand i'm not trying to win i'm trying to i'm trying to have a conversation and we had a great conversation about it but i asked her point blank a few times like who would you be okay with giving this writing this piece because these black people at harvard asked him specifically to give the perspective of a white man they didn't ask him to speak for black people they didn't ask him to uh he didn't solicit them you know and i know the catch-22 because if he would have turned it down and those black people would have been offended and said sam whiteout supposed to be y'all woke favorite he he fucking big timed us and wouldn't write for our publication said it's not his place oh but it's his place to dance at these parties people would have been fucking in his shit so it's it's a catch-22 he was gonna catch shit one way or the other writing this or not writing this um i'm just fucking uh i'm unbiased enough to admit that truth i think a lot of people would not admit that truth Mm -hmm. they would be like no no the right thing to do was the right thing to do was going to be whatever he didn't do right that was going to be that was how that was going to come down so then the next question becomes is there anyone that we would feel comfortable with filling that role or writing that piece because i've seen everyone that has attempted they are going to be people will be annoyed turned off or upset with them no matter what ellen pompeo she hey not good enough she did some shit a few years ago done you know sam white uh uh-uh not him you know like who are the people on the list that you're cool with even that um why is her last name i can't jane something why can't i remember last name someone in the chat will say jane something woman that's been doing anti-racism activism for her entire fucking life she went on the red table and she made a point about like you know we are all the human race people took that shit completely out of context and went like that's why this bitch don't need to be talking this woman has put in so much work and time 
they don't know context they don't know history. you know has changed people's lives and they could not wait to be like this bitch jane elliott yeah like who then who is my question nobody 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 nope that's the thing nobody and they don't want to admit nobody because they know they sound stupid if they would say nobody and that's the thing people don't want to face the reality that it's some people they don't want white people talking about black shit period but that's not realistic that's well, I not would, realistic but you know what i wish they just say that right so then we can end the conversation just say that dog just say you don't want nobody talking about this shit that ain't black because let's keep it a thousand percent funky not even all black people agree on this shit right and there is no one opinion on this shit we keep acting like well if a white person would have said if a black person would have said someone would have had a problem with it pick a side it doesn't even fucking matter which side some black people will be on the opposite side of that shit like that's not the way you handle that shit racism is a thing that we need to attack blank way well i think we should do it this way malcolm and martin didn't agree you know what i mean wb the boy and um uh uh why am i drawing a blank uh why am i drawing a blank um w and uh frederick douglas didn't agree all these niggas don't be agreeing it just is what it is racism is a fucked up thing that needs to be attacked from multiple sides different strategies not everybody is on the same booker t watching thank you i can't believe i tanked that uh not everybody fucking is on the same side you know what i mean so it's it's that or on the not even same side now everybody's coming at it from the same angle when they own the same side so then to turn around and make it about this one white dude just seems so disingenuous right because it's easier to focus on that one on that one target because a lot of it the, the anger is valid don't get me wrong and it boils back down to what i said before there are a lot of hurt people and there are a lot of people that feel like people are going to turn and i rather disregard you so they just get rid of everybody before anybody can turn on them and so they just sound like a, a, a tape recorder that constantly goes nobody shit nobody shit nobody shit everything's wrong everything's wrong everything but a lot of that is a self-protection mechanism truth be told for a lot of people because the truth be told when it comes to this even within the black race we've all experienced racism we've all experienced different kind of racism we actually have actually have experienced um colorism with inside the race and so when you start getting down to that everybody's experience is going to be different so truth be told nobody's opinion about this this is going to be valid but yours but guess what somebody's gonna have a fucking problem with your opinion too yeah so i just find it odd that um you know like i complete by the way i completely agree with this piece by the griot and the contention that black men are the ones who are responsible for the introduction of sam white into the sphere of blackness where he is some sort of expert i understand that there are i'm sure along the way there's been plenty of black women who retweeted it or talked about fucking him or some you know whether it's a joke or not i i I get that i'm not saying there are no black women that are complicit in this dude having a platform but i am saying there's no way to make this a black woman problem without black men being the the foremost and original co-signers of this dude and I, and that's fucks up that terrain that's fucked up terrain walker would say that um as if it doesn't matter but that's also what twitter is now just loud wrong and double down if anybody calls you out on it there's no better way to articulate your point there's no better way to put it in context just fuck everybody right so uh she goes on soon enough famous cabins uh began to co-sign his mediocrity and made him an even larger presence former cnn commentator mark lamont hill his fraternity brother had him on as a guest when he hosted HuffPost live he'll also invited white to be a guest on the bet special he did on race in america 
soon came the mtv deals as white became a part of the network's look different team promoting jose antonio vargas's documentary white people a film that covers how white people feel about their white identity um it was such popular it was such popularity that led to other black entities using him to bolster their brands white has garnered a following of 242,000 instagram followers and 72,000 twitter followers a basic tweet of his that writes be you be great has over 6,000 retweets alone okay i'm not gonna front that last part sounds like jealousy but okay uh such visibility has was probably at play behind a predominantly black ivy league journal allowing him to further culturally appropriate to begin with so now it's cultural appropriation as opposed to being an advocate or an ally okay that's funny how that turns right um my question would be what white ally is not cultural appropriation to to folks i got a feeling it's on that line of if you like them or not correct i got i got a feeling and a lot of that with the that's why i don't get into the cultural appropriation arguments because a lot of it for a lot of people for some people for some arguments i understand but for the average person it's if i like you or not right um such uh, 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 um uh tragically black men primarily invited sam white out to the cookout for fun and games now they have inflated his ego to the point that he thinks he has a say in how things run well they asked him okay uh, they, they asked him why do people ignore that he didn't hunt them down they went to him hopefully this will make them rethink if all of it is worth it for the culture in the in the end um and this was written by let me make sure it's a uh, it might be a dude i think oh cool it's written by ernest owens so uh, i appreciate uh black men co-opting black women to steal their points and make it uh, about sam white see how that works like you could just easily be like you you appropriated black women but here you are in your opinion advocating for black women which i would think you were which i would say this piece does um but it's kind of funny that if someone decided they a man shouldn't be talking about this if someone's gonna talk about what affects black women only a black woman should be allowed to talk about this it just depends on if you like the person or not with a lot of this shit is that level of arbitrary yep and, and nobody I, wants to admit that and when yeah. you start calling that out everybody want to him and high and waste your time you know um so yeah i don't know man I, all this to say man i this is my approach to it i don't know him i'm parsing it out in my head because i don't want to admonish the black people that prop people like sam white up because i think that they have are well intentioned uh for the most part and i do think that voices like sam white or fucking john uh um stewart or you know you pick your white person that sometimes talks about woke black shit or whatever the fuck you pick that person you i'll let you pick them i do find those people are important i do think that they reach people that will never listen to us correct and i think that function matters you know i think there's a lot of work white people can be doing need to do and a lot of advocating that they need to do and it's ultimately for the bad i think when we uh not even for the bad it's unavoidable it's unavoidable that we will start to feel away 
when their profile blows up some black people will feel the way it just is what it is and if they're real they'll continue to do the work and let people talk shit about them and accept that that's part of it it sucks that it's that way it really shouldn't be that way i think but it is that way you know someone's gonna come along and be like i don't agree with you um and it's because you're white and i'm black and that's not necessarily the truth you know the truth of the matter is even black people don't agree nope it's not necessarily about being there's one type of black experience there's more than one and if a white person advocates for some shit that my experience says "Mm -mm, that's not what blackness is then i turn around and go that's because you're white and you don't understand blackness it could also just be that if uh don lemon said the same fucking thing i'd be like well he is black and i don't like that nigga you know so it could be that i but my main thing is i find these people annoying and i don't mean that in the like i'm glad they do what they do but it's not for me no because they're not talking to me yeah y'all ever do that y'all read like an article or something like vice or something some long ass explainer article like i read one the other day about black fishing nigger fishing and it was like uh black black fishing is not about trying to be black and it's this long explanation written by i believe would be a black woman about how essentially they don't really want to be black duh they're not trying to be a nigga and deal with the oppression that comes with being a nigga no they just kind of want to be something different they want to be dark enough to get instagram likes and follows and they want that aesthetic but when it comes to actually like saying black lives matter when it comes to uh being attached to actual black people these swedish people don't want to deal with that shit you know but here's the thing i'm reading this long ass article and i had to stop because i'm like oh this article's not for me nope it's for white people because i know this shit because i'm black i already know this experience you know like maybe there's some black people that would need to read that but the vast majority of us would go that's not our lived experience we know yeah these white people are clearly just you know doing this for some clicks so anyway man a hundred for the whole Sam White thing, just because it's complicated and messy and nuanced, and my guess is, if people don't want him saying anything, then they probably don't want anybody saying anything. Nope. And if you don't want anybody saying anything, what the hell is gonna change? Then, then I, yeah, then I mean, I guess you're gonna eternally be upset, but like also, what is the plan then? R- right. They, they're what not is listening the plan? to us they're not listening to us and they're able to go into the in rooms we will never be able to go into because that's the thing you want the voices out there and all the voices ain't always gonna be a black voice and that's something the niggas just gonna have to get over it i, I, I also find that a lot of these same people do the thing where they're like i didn't see you talk about this mm-hmm. now i don't know what the venn diagram of overlap is but there's a lot of i don't see enough white people doing blank but also don't do anything because y'all can't do it right anyway yeah you can have both ways and i just don't know what the fuck is supposed to happen with that all right let me uh let me uh do sore ratchets because i gotta go at noon sore ratchetness is a segment where we talk about these motherfuckers with sores out here in the in the world uh just straight up antagonizing people mm-hmm. and 
there's not enough laws on the books against it there will be no charges over police shooting of sword wielding man uh no charges will be filed over the deadly police shooting of a sword wielding suburban kansas city man the kansas city star reports the prosecutors found an officer who killed 60 year old larry st nicholas acted out of reasonable fear the shooting happened in july at the police in grandview received a 911 call saying nicholas was suffering a manic diabetic reaction and his family wanted him, him subdued so he could get medical assistance man listen calling the police for a medical or mental health crisis is basically like a fucking crapshoot because they will show up and kill somebody right away like i don't even know what other solution like there's other people that have other solutions that have tried to figure ways around this because man as soon as the police get called yeah they, they don't care nothing about your episode or what's happening to you they're not trained in mental health or any of that but authorities say saying nicholas ignored the officer's command to stay back and kept walking towards them with two large swords two even after being hit with beanbag rounds oh officer who fatally shot said nicholas can be heard screaming god please no 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 before opening fire uh his wife jesse said nicholas described the shooting as a nightmare yeah i don't even know what yeah unfortunately this is just a bad situation um but also why do y'all have two swords in your house what is happening all right um that's it for this uh episode we'll be back um later this week uh thank you so much for listening uh we appreciate y'all until sam whiteout is coming to the cookout uh <laughs> man that might be the title of the show welcome to the cookout sam whiteout i mean he's still at the cookout right he's already there yeah already there anyway uh we'll, see, we'll talk to y'all tomorrow too, or later this week until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.